When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. Hi, this is Marissa Meyer. And this is Delaney. And this is Sloan. And you're listening to the Prince Kai Fan Pod. This is the story of how I died. Don't worry, this is actually a very fun story, and the truth is, it isn't even mine. This is the story of a girl named Rapunzel. And it starts with the sun. Oh, look at that, the red dot's going. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Prince Kaifam Pod, a Marissa Meyer book club podcast where Captain is king, Marissa is queen, and I am Bethany Finger. Uh, today, we are going to talk about the best Disney movie ever in the entire universe called <laughs> Tangled. I'm not biased. Um, please. <laughs> I also was just like, oh, right, this is episode 101, which is insane. That is insane. <laughs> Today's special guest is Amanda Alligan from Adapted for Your Viewing Pod. Hi, uh, excited as always to be here and excited to talk about, yes, what, what may be the best Disney movie out there. <laughs> I'm not biased at Utterly all. Utterly right? unbiased, yeah. Oh, I just love It's like my happy place, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that movie is just my happy place. It's a good one, yeah. So how have you been doing lately? You basically come on every time I do... <laughs> A Disney movie. So you haven't been on in like a year, I feel like. <laughs> um, I I come on usually like in the middle of the book that you're doing, and mm-hmm. then I'll come in at the end. So I feel like we have like a good like three month rotation happening. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But really excited to be at episode one oh one. Congrats. That's amazing. Isn't yeah. that insane? I have so many episodes. <laughs> it absolutely is. I remember back when you were in Cinder, so it's crazy to think that you're you're all all the way here in 101. I know. It's It feels like just yesterday we were talking about Cinderella together. That was such a beautiful episode. <laughs> I had not seen the Disney cartoon Cinderella in years and I remember like thinking you were my best friend when you were like <laughs> I thought it was cheese too I was like oh thank god I felt so stupid yes I felt so seen in that yes <laughs> I felt so seen in that episode yeah. just just the fact that you had the exact same experience as me as a child yes that we mistook corn for cheese <laughs> yes and what's funny is like as an adult I'm looking at it and I'm like that is definitely corn what was happening with old Bethany like there's a like yeah. that definitely and I grew up in corn. Like I grew up in farm <laughs> Illinois. Corn yeah. and soybeans Same. everywhere. <laughs> Same. And it did not no, even no. cross my mind that it was corn. No, no yeah. clicking whatsoever for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how have you been doing? Uh, doing really well. Our our podcast right now is on a bit of a hiatus um, momentarily just because um, my brother is working on moving closer to me, which is very exciting. <gasps> Yay! Yeah, so he's going to be down here in a couple of months. We're going to set up a in-person studio, which will be so new and exciting. And uh, then we're going to pick it up again from there. So we're taking a short break. We come on to talk every once in a while about 
new movies that are coming out, but otherwise we aren't doing our regular episodes just yet. Um, but other than that, doing really well. Um, I went to a, uh, I've kind of gone into plants a lot, like most of the people quarantined at home. Um, and I went to a rare plant sale this morning and it felt, it had like real, like black Friday energy to it. Uh, so I'm still like riding that high a little bit. I found some really good stuff. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What's new with you? You know, I actually have been feeling really run down lately and Mm. I am so glad that I married my husband. Um, he woke up today and was like, Hey, I know you've been feeling really run down lately. Let's do target with coffee. And I was like, Oh, is there anything more romantic than <laughs> your husband like actually agreeing mm-hmm. to go to Target? That was his idea. Purpose of, yeah. I want to walk around. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, yeah, so that was really nice. And we had yeah. a nice coffee and took the dogs to the park, mm-hmm. um, which was so much fun. I just love running around doing nothing. That sounds like a great morning. It was a lovely morning. As soon mm-hmm. as we're done here, I'm going to go take a, a nap. I always look forward to midday naps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, have I been doing anything lately? Not really. <laughs> I um, mean, you've been producing the other hundred episodes of this podcast. So, golly, there's feel so like- <laughs> many. <laughs> it's uh, it definitely feels like a like a huge milestone to be like, oh yeah, I, have, I feel like I'm not yeah. new anymore. Like, yeah, I'm approaching you're... two years. I've got a hundred episodes. Mm-hmm. We're all about to start the fourth book. Like, I feel like I'm established now. Yeah, you're seasoned. You know what you, you're doing now. <laughs> definitely pretend that I do. That's for sure. <laughs> what are you um, currently reading? Oh, what am I currently reading? I am reading. Uh, I'm reading Once in Future Witches. Uh, have you heard of that? I have not. Tell me everything. I've never heard of that at all. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm doing a quick look at. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, it's by Alex E. Harrow, um, and it's called The Once in Future Witches. It's shock. It. I'm enjoying it so much. I have like a soft spot for anything that's like witchy and but also kind of like um there's like there's like this great crossover between like like kind of witchy and spellcasty uh and then also like women's stories like like about sisters and mothers and stuff like that and this book falls like right in that um like where that Venn diagram uh, crosses. Um, so it's very much like if you ever, if you were ever like a big fan of like practical magic and then you watched it when you were an adult and you're like, this movie's not very good, but for some reason I still like it. It (laughs) it scratches that itch very much. So it's, it's about these three sisters and it's during, um, women's suffrage, (laughs) which sounds like, like a strange setting. Um, but it combines like, funny like like magic and this great sister story with women fighting for women's rights and i'm halfway through it and absolutely loving it i hope they turn it into a mini series or something like that it would be excellent on screen so i'm loving it that would be magnificent yeah what about you what are you reading 
I just started the second book in the Daughter of the Moon trilogy mm-hmm. by Abigail Spagari, which is really good so far. Um, I just listened to my dog bark. <laughs> um, got something to say, too. Always, 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 always. I'm about <laughs> to start Anya's Ghost, the graphic novel. Um, and then on audiobook, I am listening to Tower Ring by Alex mm-hmm. Flynn, which mm-hmm. is a Rapunzel retelling because we just finished Cries and we just watched Tangled and I'm like in a Rapunzel mood. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I usually have two or three books going on because I like to listen to one like when mm-hmm. I'm cleaning or running or doing housework or something and then you know I have the one for like when I'm actually reading like well I was gonna say sitting down but I my husband bought me like a, a bike so I'm sitting on the bike oh, when nice. I'm right now. nice um and then I'm try I'm always trying to like I love graphic novels so I try to read one every mm-hmm. once like every once a month or something that sounds excellent it's wonderful so I actually do. I just I forgot about it, um, but I got a new review this morning that I want to read. Oh, amazing! Um, because new reviews make me so happy. Uh, <laughs> so this is from Book Nerd One Hundred and One, which I <laughs> sounds love. Sounds like someone we'd be friends with. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that sounds like someone I would gravitate. If you had like an aim messenger from Mm -hmm. a million years ago I would have Mm -hmm. like sent you a friend request (laughs) aim what a throwback (laughs) right (laughs) so it says I love this podcast Bethany is a wonderful host and her guest hosts are just as amazing the conversations go deep into the books but have the perfect amount of tangents thank you (laughs) (laughs) I 100% recommend listening to this podcast it is worth your time five stars so big thank you book nerd and thank you for the tangent support yeah that's dangerous (laughs) I know I've actually been like really trying to hone it in these last few episodes (laughs) I have actually been like very persistent about like y'all no tangents today um and what I'm noticing is without tangents the episodes are like really short (laughs) they're like 45 minutes long and I'm I'm, some of my episodes go for like three hours so I'm like man I hope people aren't like why did we just get like our content cut in half oh that's hilarious no tangents so um (laughs) This is what happens when we remove tangents. (laughs) I will say um, a big thank you to the Patreon team. They think my husband is cool. Nice. Uh, He was nice enough to do a bonus episode with me for Patreon where we talked about Wally, which is one of his favorite movies. Um, And everybody was messaging me about how awesome he did. So thank you guys for that. yeah, I think we had fun. We definitely – it was, like, super awkward for him. I know he was, like, jittery the whole time. And, like, as soon as we got done, he was like, I love you. I'm glad I did that for you. That's never happening again. And I was like, okay, okay, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, I've been trying to trick my my husband into doing an episode with me. And he is, like – he is such a chatterbox and, like, a little social butterfly. But for some reason, he refuses – to like get on the mic with me (laughs) (laughs) he's great like he'll pop in every once in a while to do like a voiceover because my like 
scary man voice is, is not <laughs> good, as we learned. Um, but for the most part, he like steers clear of the podcast. So yeah, yeah, um, that was really nice of him to do. Yeah, and I know it was special. weird for him, like taking notes while watching the movie. He was like, "This is just strange," and like <laughs> talking with the recording going on. It was like almost if I had like secretly recorded it. It might have been chiller on him. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I think he did a good job. Yeah. Well, now you know for next time, secret microphones. Right? And just, just let him know afterwards. <laughs> like. Just let him know afterwards it's going on the podcast and he's right? good to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all like bonus stuff for Patreon. So I even told him, I'm like, you know, there's only like 40 people listening to this. So don't <laughs> freak out too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so before we talk about Tangled, last week our chapter title winner was Kissing You by Miranda Cosgrove. Next week I have a wonderful bonus episode with Marissa Meyer. We're going to talk about Easter eggs, um, some of her upcoming projects, Instant Karma, the future TV series. Um, and then after that we are starting Fairest. Amazing. So exciting. I have been yeah. taking notes and like taking notes really closely. I'm like, I, I, do I need trigger warnings? <laughs> it is pretty. In- <laughs> yeah. So I will tell you every time. So every time I come on your podcast, mm-hmm. I reread, you know, I reread the book up until the chapter that uh, we're covering. Um, and a lot of times after that, I will have to obviously have to finish the book, but sometimes just keep reading like the next couple of books. So because I've been on your podcast, I've probably reread the series three or four times in the past. Two years. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're getting up there like expert level with me now. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely <laughs> when we did our chapter for uh, for Cress, I finished Cress. I, re- I had to read through Ferris and then I read through Winter. So um yeah, yeah, you've definitely you've definitely turned me into a an accidental expert on this stuff. <laughs> and Marissa Meyer as well. <laughs> she was calling me an expert. Like <laughs> I had asked uh, her a couple of questions and she was like, I mean, you would know better than me. I wrote it like ten years ago and haven't touched it since. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. What an honor. <laughs> I feel very honored. Um I still can't believe that she like knows I exist and comes on the podcast and is, <laughs> like, is wonderful. super supportive. Like, yeah. that is unheard of in the podcast world. There's, like, 9.8 million Harry Potter podcasts, and J.K. Rowling has not been on any of them. I can guarantee it. <laughs> uh, and I probably listen to, like, 8 million of them. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool that she comes on the podcast. Yeah I, yeah, I definitely feel like I picked a good author whenever she comes on. I'm like, yeah, I got a good one. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I picked one that's like super involved with her fandom and really down to earth and just cares about like the craft and the people and the readership. So I, I definitely picked a good one. Yeah. Should we talk about Tangled? <laughs> oh my gosh. Def- let's definitely talk about Tangled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So Tangled is the Disney version of Rapunzel. If you have not seen it, first of all, why not? Come on. <laughs> Uh, it is on Disney Plus. Please stop whatever you are doing. Yeah, just Put pause the baby this down for a yeah. nap. Mm-hmm. Order a pizza instead of cooking dinner. Mm-hmm. Call in sick to work. Go yeah. watch it and then come back. It's a magical hour and a half. I absolutely love it. 
I know that we usually start with like things we like, things we don't like. I really <laughs> don't know if there's things I don't like. So things I like, everything. First of all, <laughs> the art. Gorgeous. It's amazing. It's so realistic. Yeah. Like you can see every single strand of that girl's hair. Yes. I was especially noticing um, just because I was watching it really closely this last time. The hair in this movie is unreal. It's so like I feel like I could reach out and touch it. Yes. And, and that's like everybody's hair. Like obviously Rapunzel's hair is incredible. No, but I feel Flynn like everyone's like hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Flynn, Mother Gothel. I feel like the even the facial hair on the the twins, like I felt yeah. like it just felt so real. Absolutely. Yeah. The animation absolutely gorgeous. Like just stunning. All of it stunning. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. I loved it so much. I love the character of Flynn Rider. Like Yeah. Probably yeah. one of the best male protagonists in a Disney film. Definitely. Because he's so not what we're used to with a male protagonist. First of all, like in the original, the male opposite of Rapunzel is a prince, not mm-hmm. a criminal. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so I'm not sure where they came up with that idea, but I absolutely love it. And I love like how it starts off with him so dramatic, like this yeah. is a story of how I died. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's go back to something else. Um, mm-hmm. And he's all upset because they can't get his nose right. And <laughs> a, a great gag, absolutely a fantastic gag. Yeah, it's a wonderful running gag throughout the entire movie. I love it. It's mm-hmm. just sheer perfection. I love the opening. It feels very like vintage Disney to start with yeah. like an origin story and the opening of a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the story of like the flower, the drop that fell from the sun and it created this big, beautiful flower. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like, you know, there's a couple logistics, like how did Mother Gothel find this? How did she know the song? Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a couple of things where it's like a uh, suspension of disbelief, but I just loved everything about the whole movie. Yeah. I could just sit here and go on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love, I mean, we have like a fantastic villain, a fan- mm-hmm. fantastic main character in Rapunzel, and a wonderful, interesting love interest in Flynn Rider. And so we really have like the trifecta. And the plot is not boring. It's it's this very sweet story about Rapunzel wanting to, like, do something that represents her freedom and fighting the whole time to be able to do it. And it's not like, you know, it's not like (laughs) fall in love or, like, other, other, like, stereotypical, like, princessy things from Disney. It's very much just about her being able to go out and experience the world. And it's so wonderfully refreshing. Like they, all of their interactions are, and she still does kind of like the princessy thing where she makes friends with everybody and all the animals and stuff like that, like her. And, um, but it's done in such a charming way that you don't care if it's playing with those tropes because it's it has this really hilarious song in the middle of it with these brutes. <laughs> I love that one. Well, and it also has like more of an adventure feel than I think sure. a lot of Disney princess movies have. And it's like yeah. a hero's quest, like a hero's journey mm-hmm. more than it is like going to the ball or um, giving away your voice or, mm-hmm. you know, none of those, none of those other off the top of my head. Uh, Disney movies are about like 
your own story. There's always some kind of male protagonist that's helping to drive the story, whereas Flynn is just kind of there to be her guide, and then they accidentally fall in love. It yeah. doesn't start off with, like, this person is, is – I mean, he's a catalyst in a way because he's helping her, but it doesn't start off in that same – in that same uh, tone. Yeah. Yeah, It's very much about her adventure. Right. She wanted to leave the tower even before he showed up and Mm -hmm. he was just like the opportunity that she had. Um, Yeah. She's like a really wonderfully like driven character from beginning to end. Um, Even to the point where like at the end when she figures out who she really is, she like immediately goes and confronts mother Gothel. I'm like, no, just leave, just run away. (laughs) But no, right? that's not I'm part like, of her no, character. Get yeah. out of there, girl. Get out of there. There are <laughs> some kidding. things like, okay, so there's not really anything that I didn't like, but there are a couple moments where I'm like, hmm. Yeah. So, for example, the queen is sick and she receives the golden flower and is healed and then she gives birth to this beautiful baby who somehow has hair that's two feet long as soon as she's born. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's a little <laughs> bit of a suspension of disbelief there, right? Mm-hmm. But Mother Gothel shows up in the middle of the night, sings the song, gets herself young, was going to take away the hair, and that was it, right? How long was it between the flower being taken and Mother Gothel going to the going to uh, sing to the baby? Because at the end of the film, when Rapunzel's hair is cut off and she can no longer have access to the song, mm-hmm. she falls out the window, yes, but she turns to dust before she lands. Yeah. Making it almost instantaneous. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a gap there uh, that I'm not sure they explain well enough. Yeah. I always assume that, um, that like the flower growing and uh, Rapunzel's mom being healed is like a huge gap of time. So that Mother Gothel was like going, like going to the flower for maybe decades or like hundred like a hundred years or something like that. And uh that's why like she so rapidly ages in between like being healed and being turned young. Because she like she like ages like 30 years or something like that between I mean, even more than that. She goes yeah. from being like 35 to 40 to mm-hmm. like a hundred. Yeah she looks <laughs> you know? and like yeah and then when the the you know when her hair is cut off and she's cut off from that magic entirely. Uh, she, yeah, she like withers into dust. Immediately. <laughs> so I always assumed it was because she had been doing it for so long that she's like, but, like all literally like hundreds of years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. So let's talk about the plot a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not any plot holes. The only thing that I think this is missing because it is a Rapunzel retelling is that Flynn never loses his sight. Um, yes. I don't think that I don't think that the story is missing it. Mm-hmm. I just think that that retelling portion is missing it. Yeah, and I think there's there's a part where they get trapped in a cave. And they're like, and he's like, oh, I can't, I can't, I'm blind, I can't see. And I'm like, haha, good job, Disney, for the, for the call out. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, he never loses his sight in any kind of way. Um, and also, they give Rapunzel powers, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't in the original either, which I don't which, mind. Yeah. It works for this story. It definitely works for the story. Yeah. You know, a, a 1,000, 1 million percent, it works for this story. I don't think that him being blind would have 
added to this particular version of Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Plot-wise, I think it keeps your attention mm-hmm. the whole movie. There's not a lull. Like, yeah. there's not a moment where you can run and grab popcorn without pausing and you won't miss anything, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, you know, uh, I'm, <laughs> I am for sure a sucker for the trope of, like, two people who are falling in love, who are, like, ripped apart and they don't know, like, it's not their fault at all, but one of them doesn't know it's not their fault. And the other one thinks, like, the other one can't do anything about it. It's, like, desperate to get back to them. I love it. It it breaks my heart every time. It, like, it, like turns me into a complete romantic. And I love that this mo- this movie does that. Um, and I also love that, that Flynn and um, Rapunzel fall in love because they learn more about each other, which I think is very sweet. They have, like, honest moments where they share, each- like, their secrets with each other. And then they fall in love. And I think that's so wonderful. And thank you, Flynn, to being the first Disney character to be like, uh, I'm not singing. And to also be like, oh, my God, he has magic powers. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, him him being the straight man and, like, reacting like I would if I was accidentally trapped in this movie is very fun. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that part. Like, it's so funny when she's like, don't freak out. And he's like, I'm not freaking out. Why would I freak out? I'm just curious about your hair and its magical properties. How long has it had that, by the way? Like, I love that because I'm like, mm-hmm. that would be me. Like, yeah. part of me is like, oh my God, magic would be so cool. And then part mm-hmm. of me is like, if I was ever confronted with actual magic, I would have like a panic attack of like, what is happening. Yeah, I love that. And I love when he's like, so do you think that this healing magic is giving me superpowers? Because I think my arm is stronger now. <laughs> and that would be rad. <laughs> I, I also think that, like, the characters are just incredible. They feel yeah. like real people. I love the dynamic between Mother Gothel and Rapunzel, where Mother Gothel has created this very manipulative relationship where Rapunzel sort of feels like, you know, I love you mm-hmm. more. I love you most. She pats her on the head and you know, calls her mom and all this other stuff. And I, I just feel like there are moments where you're like, so does she care and love Rapunzel? And then, you know, there are moments where you're like, no, she's just a really good actress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if you if you watch, and I didn't notice this when I first watched it, uh, I think I read about it somewhere and then I, I paid attention to it the next time. Every time Mother Gothel is affectionate or says she loves Rapunzel in any way, she's actually talking to Rapunzel's hair every single time. And she and I, calls her my flower. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll see you in a bit, my flower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's very, she's very focused on one thing in this movie. Yeah, she like strokes her hair when she's mm-hmm. being affectionate or pats her her head and yep. you know. Yep. It's quite I, good. I think that that's one of the things that makes her a good villain is that from the surface it's like she's being affectionate. She must really care about Rapunzel. But if you look just a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. if you try to pay attention to just a few more details, you notice that she is just very good at manipulating her circumstances to fit yeah. her needs. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And yeah. I do think her um her mother's no mother knows best song is Perfect. such a good villain song. It's so it. scary. 
<laughs> First of all, I love how theatrical and like dramatic mm-hmm. it is. I think it could be dropped in any musical. Yeah, it would make an excellent musical. I'm yeah. I'm sure this is already a musical, but it, it would be an excellent musical. I absolutely loved that song. Like I thought that the singing was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um throughout the whole movie. First of all, Mandy Moore, welcome back. Uh, yeah. She had not sang in years when she did this movie, and I was listening to it, and I was like, she's so much better than some of the, like, music, She like that candy song. Like, she's so much better than some <laughs> of the music I heard from her. Um, yeah. But I just thought the, the music overall was probably one of the best components and storytelling techniques that they used because mm-hmm. – um, in a very musical style way, it was like this is what's happening in my song. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, it was all it was storytelling and like plot, but told through song. And it was it's the music in this movie is fantastic. I have it on my. Do you really <laughs> on my iPhone? Yeah, I have it on my iPhone, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. I I have it. Uh, you know, like I said, this movie is my happy place and the music from it is my happy place. I have um, a very soft spot for this musical movie Disney creation. And mm-hmm. I think it's probably one of their best films overall, but especially their later attempts at trying to capture the magic they did in their earlier Disney films. Um, yeah. And I think that a lot of the strengths come from the plot and the characters like of course the music is amazing the dialogue is very well done our prince mm-hmm. is an actual character with a real development and backstory mm-hmm. um the animation is beyond amazing but the characters and the plot are what really define this as a good story yeah absolutely yeah which is why i'm desperate for the live action remake of tangled <laughs> Have I you yeah, have you watched the um the TV series? Yes, and it's ridiculously <laughs> adorable. I absolutely loved it. I um I watched the animated movie and then I started the series, but I haven't finished it yet. Um It's so good. I've heard nothing but good things about it. It has an actual plot. Yeah. That carries over through the entire 3 seasons. That's fantastic. It's amazing. Um, maybe I should do a bonus episode for Patreon on just the series because I could definitely talk about it for two hours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the characters in it and its plot and, you know, everything in that list as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These days, more authors are including mental health content in their books. But do you ever wonder how accurate some of this stuff is? Or do you ever read something where you know the author just gets it? I'm Elise and I'm Priscilla and we are Novel Feelings, a podcast where we discuss mental health issues in fiction novels. We are psychologists and book lovers and we have a lot of opinions. So look for Novel Feelings wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to your show. What are your favorite moments from Tangled? My favorite moments? Um, I... It's hard. Oh, yes. It's a little hard to choose. Um, I really love the moment when she gets to touch the grass for the first time. It's still like and I am not like I'm not like a huge softy when it comes to movies. Like I don't like like to be honest, like my husband is the one that will will start to tear up in movies and I'll kind of look over and make fun of him a little bit for it. So I'm not usually that person. 
but I am. That's when she, (laughs) (laughs) to be honest, I love surrounding myself with those people. So anytime you want to watch any movie with me, that's fine. I cry all the time. It does not take much. (laughs) Even though, yes, even though that is not who I am, I treasure those people so much. So I, I love it that you're also like that. Um, but the, like the fact that she, like, just like experiencing with her, the first moment like that she gets to touch grass with her bare feet is such like a visceral moment for me. And I feel it a hundred percent. Like when she hesitates at first and then she gets on, she gets to the grass and she literally just rolls around in it. Cause she's so excited to like be outside of her tower. Um, and the music is really good during that part too. So I feel like the whole thing, like the animation is really beautiful. All the strengths in the movie, I feel like come together for that moment. And I, Love it every single time. And how badly do you want to swing around a tree like she did? Oh, so bad. <laughs> I don't think I would want to swing around on my hair. But yeah, I feel like that would hurt. But <laughs> it's magic hair, so it doesn't hurt, right? Right, right. That's what I assume because she doesn't seem to be bothered by it being like 70 feet long. Right. <laughs> <It's> so heavy. <laughs> I mean, I know sometimes when I let my hair grow out really long, like it genuinely feels heavy. Like it gets to a point where it's like I can no longer do a ponytail because it's just too much weight at the top of my head. Yep. And then when you get it, I definitely can't imagine what she's going through. No, not at all. Um, But I really love that moment. I really love the song in the tavern. In the, it's the so fun. Oh my gosh. It's funny every <laughs> single time. All the little bits are great. All the characters are really great. The voice acting is really great. Um, I love Gunter's interior design. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> I collect unicorns, so me and Vladimir are super besties. <laughs> That's and I, I love when Flynn is like, I don't sing, and they like shove swords <laughs> in his face, and he's like, uh, maybe I do sing. Yeah. <laughs> and when they're like, go, follow your dream, and, and he's like, I will. He's like, not your dream. Your dream sucks. <laughs> no, we're talking to the adorable tiny child. You can be quiet. Nobody <laughs> likes you. We still want to turn you in, and the only reason we're not is because we like her. Exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think if I have to pick an ultimate favorite moment, yeah. mm-hmm. it's the end. When the end's pretty good. He cuts her hair and she says, you know, like, and he says, you were my new dream and you were mine. I cry. Aww. I've seen this movie more times than I've breathed in a week. And <laughs> I cry every single time. I love it so much. My whole heart just fills up. And yeah. oh, I just can't get enough of that moment. And then when she saves him and he like pulls her into a little, like she pulls him in for a kiss and she like swoops into his arms. Oh, I'm melting just talking about it. <laughs> it is wonderful. And I love the entire, um, the entire like, escape scene getting like breaking Flynn out is super fun and exciting. Yeah. The ending is really strong and <laughs> knees apart. Why do I need to keep my knees apart? <laughs> also real life? No way. No, absolutely You would break not. a pelvic no. bone really. <laughs> sure. It would be very painful. Yeah. <laughs> but for a movie, it's wonderful. I forgot about him as a character. I love Maximus. Maximus so 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 much. Yeah. Maximus has so much character. Is a is a horse that does not speak, but you know exactly what he's thinking at all times. Yes. Yeah, Same with great. Pascal. Pascal, yeah. Oh, Pascal's so funny. 
I I mean, there's a lot about this movie that's genuinely sad. Yeah, her relationship with Mother Gothel, the mm-hmm. king and the queen at the end when he cries and she like yeah. strokes his head. I cry uh, when the guard yeah. comes in and he's so overwhelmed he can't speak. He just like nods his head. I cry there too. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm telling you, like it does not take much for me. I have waterworks like on a button pretty much. <laughs> uh- <laughs> and I feel like I feel like in this movie in particular, the stakes feel so high. Like there's. A, a moment where they're when they're trapped in that cave and about like legitimately about to drown and like telling each other they're like they're, what they think are like the last things they'll ever talk about like it's it's pretty dire and like the thugs are no joke mother gothel grabs a knife when she's like gonna go and and get rapunzel back like it's the stakes feel so serious in this movie compared to some other movies I mean, your adrenaline is genuinely yeah. something. Yeah. But like yeah. you said, it's, I mean, it's really a good adventure story. Some of the other Disney films, like you and I talked about Cinderella. Mm-hmm. The biggest stake was her being locked in the attic, basically. Her yeah. life wouldn't change. She wouldn't marry the prince, you know. Right. And compared right. to that, like, Rapunzel has this whole eventful adventure that goes on. Yeah. I mean, it still only takes place in a couple of days because it is a Disney movie. And for some reason they never have more time than that. <laughs> but I, I do think that there's just, there's just a much bigger level of adventure. And like I said, I feel yeah. like it's a real hero's journey for her, like an actual quest. Yeah, absolutely. I also love the color theme throughout the movie. I am huge on girly type of colors i don't care pink love it purple blue sparkles that's the inside of my brain at all times as i said i collect unicorns like i have no shame and so this entire movie is like the epitome of color tone that i just like it's a mood board for me like yeah it's it's very bright and beautiful and um i love like rapunzel's paintings all of her like the style of her paintings are so beautiful and if you notice, like, Mother Gothel is one of the only characters that wears, like, darker tones. And she's not, like, in just, like, all black. But she has, like, darker tones on her clothes and, mer- like, a dark maroon shade and, like, a dark yeah. uh, gray, navy blue type shade. And her hair is dark. And I have dark hair, so I'm not, you know, I'm not narking mm-hmm. on dark hair. But mm-hmm. it's just such a dramatic contrast to most of the other characters, but especially to Rapunzel. Yeah. Yeah. Mother Gothel is like all pure primary colors and Rapunzel is like every pastel color. (laughs) I love pastels so much. Like (laughs) Easter colors, spring colors. Oh, they just make me so happy. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to share the artwork I made for Tangled because it is the, basically the color tone of this movie. What kind of art? Yeah, what kind of artwork did you make? Uh, I notoriously cannot do artwork at all, so I legit like just do stencils with pretty colors. That's wonderful. So it's just like a cutout of a Rapunzel with like Mm -hmm. her hair leading down, and then the sun from Tangled, and then beautiful colors in the background. That sounds Um, wonderful. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I think I'll share that for for this one. Yeah, you for sure should. 
Maybe I should message it to you real quick so you can see. I would love that. So I just emailed you the Tangled picture. And I will make sure that it is on Instagram so those of you listening to this episode aren't like, how come we don't get to see it? Oh, pretty. Yeah. I love it. But the colors, like that color Mm -hmm. streaking, that's the inside of my brain. Yeah. And I love the the Rapunzel sun. Yeah, that one. I I took a couple minutes on that one. I... (laughs) I was I tried to like freehand it and then I was like, nope, we're just gonna print it out, cut it and trace it. This is not working. <laughs> I love it. Uh yeah, it's actually one of the my husband's favorites too, because Aww. um it very much like just it's it's the same thing, you know, like he sees it and it's like, Yep, that's my wife. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so let's talk about some comparisons. Cress and Thorn, that is our Lunar Chronicles Rapunzel story. Yeah. Cress is the Rapunzel. What are some good like plot comparisons that we can draw? Yeah, I mean, I love I love the twist of because Cress is kind of like a, a nice fun sci-fi futuristic story setting and so instead of being in a tower she's in a satellite i love that um it's once again thorn who shows up to her her tower and um doesn't doesn't quite free her but she's definitely left the tower after they crashed to earth again it's an adventure it's a hero's quest Mm -hmm. like they're struggling through the desert and trying to find sanctuary and trying to survive and not die like yeah again the stakes are a lot higher than they normally are in Mm -hmm. in these types of stories i think it's funny that thorn and flynn rider are insanely similar characters and it totally uh by chance you know marissa wrote this before Tangled came out and then when she watched Tangled, which she has said before is her favorite Disney movie. Her and her Aww. girls watch it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, she said it was kind of serendipitous that Flynn Rider and Thorn ended up being so similar. I have seen a meme that I adore, which is like the only difference between Flynn Rider and Captain Carswell Thorn is that Thorn would have no problem jumping <laughs> on the table and like singing. True. <laughs> absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> Thorn would be like, yes, attention, I'll do it, whatever it takes. <laughs> um, I I do love that Cress is named after the moon and Rapunzel um is like in, inspired by the sun essentially, because she has she gets her power from the drop of sun that falls to the earth. I think that's very special and, and kind of a fun thing. I feel like Cress is also a type of lettuce. And so it's it really a hum. And I, I feel like it's called garden cress or something like that. And it's um, like a curly type of lettuce. Really? Which is funny because Rapunzel is like a lettuce, isn't it? Yeah, from the original story. Yeah, from the original. Yep, cress, garden cress is a type of lettuce seed. Marissa Meyer, you clever girl. Also, Rampion, the name of Thorn's ship, a type of lettuce. Hilarious. Love, I love wouldn't have guessed that. An actual thought and effort into these tiny little things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. And uh, yeah, I I love the fact that Flynn and Thorn are both like actual criminals. Like, yeah, yeah like legit. Know, like, they, didn't, <laughs> they didn't accidentally steal a bottle of ketchup from yeah. you know 
the Piggly Wiggly. Like they are legit criminals. Like they're also Lynn not like has wanted posters everywhere, and they try to like hang him. Which, yeah. by the way, Disney really excessive for a steal, like a person who steals stuff. But whatever, yeah. uh, high stakes, right? Mm-hmm. And then Flynn is or Thorne is like actually in prison he deserted the military which is like a huge no 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 stole a bunch of Uh, stuff so they're like legit criminals like yeah i'm not gonna call them criminal masterminds sorry i'm not sure you deserve that title (laughs) but well i just don't think he's done anything to to get that nobody who gets caught is a mastermind okay (laughs) Uh (laughs) but i i love how similar they ended up being and that instead of making them princes the people who wrote Tangled and Marissa both were like, you know what? We don't need another prince. Let's have a weird, like, funny, arrogant yeah. Yeah. <laughs> male protagonist. Mm-hmm. The smolder is the same as Thorn being like, every girl's in love <laughs> with sure. me. And- <laughs> yeah, they're definitely not like, they aren't very heroic in the beginning. And they become heroic throughout the story, um, which is great that both, both the um, the prince figure in both Cress's story and Rapunzel's story uh, have their own little arc too, which is which just makes it more interesting. Just makes the stories so much better. And it's also great that like their Rapunzel is one of the catalysts for their character yeah. development. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. Thorne was starting to change a little bit just being with Cinder um, and having a, a different type of lifestyle even though he was still like a criminal um mm-hmm. but being with Cress and you know having her look at him in a different way made him want to be a better person and Flynn like being with Rapunzel realized he could be a better person like there's right. more to life than thieving mm-hmm. you know in a way that he never thought of before because he didn't have any reason to think of elsewise mm-hmm. yeah definitely do we think there's any character can like thorn and flynn are like a mirror image yeah Uh, what like comparisons can we draw between rapunzel and cress um yeah i was thinking about this i think they their stories are are strangely different for like being based off of i mean the original fairy tale has like nothing going on for right for the for rapunzel (laughs) like she she basically just she's in this tower, didn't do anything like nothing wrong to like but this witch is trapping her there. She escapes, but like it's this horrible escape. <laughs> like in some of them I mean, she like <laughs> The original Rapunzel, I can sum up in like just a few sentences. Like Yeah. This dude and his wife can't get pregnant. She's obsessed with the lettuce across the fence. Yep. Which belongs to an enchantress named Dame Gothel. Mm-hmm. He gets caught stealing the lettuce for his depressed wife because they can't have kids. And mother, like, Dame Gothel is like, you know what? You can have my lettuce if I get whatever kid you actually have. And he's like, fine, we're never going to have a kid. And then they have a kid. So Dame Gothel takes the kid, right? Yeah. They mm-hmm. lock, she locks her in a tower. She raises her as her own. A prince finds her because she sings a song. Yep. And she and the prince hang out a lot. And then one day, Rapunzel, because she's stupid carries dame gothel back into the tower and says it's so strange when i carry the prince up here he weighs a lot less Mm -hmm. girl what kind of a secret are you keeping anyways there's also uh, some versions where she's just (laughs) she's just pregnant like the witch notices she's pregnant yeah (laughs) 
But the uh, the prince finally shows up one day. Dame Gothel catches him and throws him from the tower. And as he's falling from the tower, he gets thorns in his eyes that blind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rapunzel mm-hmm. gives birth to two twins. And then years later, she's walking on the beach and she sees her prince. She cries when she meets him and her teals here heal his blindness and they live happily ever after. Yep. Yeah. So not yep. not wildly exciting for Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. Um, not really a wildly exciting story, but there's no. so much room in that kind yeah. of a story. There's Definitely. so many places you can go with that kind of a story. And so what I love, you know, Thorn's name being Thorn, perfect. Mm-hmm. He perfect. loses his eyesight while he's falling mm-hmm. after rescuing her perfect like Mm -hmm. there's so many great comparisons there um but like as far as Cress and rapunzel go whether you talk about the original rapunzel or the rapunzel entangled there's just not a ton of similarities yeah yeah and i think it's it's because it would be it would be a pretty boring story if if it was straight like the the original fairy tale um but i do think like i think it's interesting that both uh rapunzel and Cress. Um, struggle with their own sense of belonging and insecurity. That's like their main thing mm-hmm. that they struggle with. Um, I think, you know, Cress's story uh, kind of, it, you know, she's she's the third book in a series. And so there's some other exciting things happening with other characters <laughs> in the background. And so I don't know that she 100% gets, um, she kind of has her moment at the end, but she doesn't, I don't think she necessarily gets her chance to shine throughout the book as like the only focus of it. Um, whereas Rapunzel is really like this, an incredibly like driven character. Like the plot is moved forward a hundred percent by Rapunzel entangled. Mm-hmm. And um, she does get her big moment at the end. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a, it's a little bit different, I think, but mostly because of the structure of the story that each of them are in. I think what's really interesting is their contrast. Rapunzel has been alone pretty mm-hmm. much her whole life other than mm-hmm. Mother Gothel and a pet chameleon. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she finally gets out of the tower, she's like just happy to socialize. And she is just putting herself out there, social butterfly life of the party. And Press yep. gets out in the world to socialize and like hides under her desk and <laughs> yeah. hides behind Thorn and like hides can't in the closet. Put toge- <laughs> hides in the closet, can't put together cohesive sentences because she's so nervous. Like, yep. so I feel like it's it's two opposite reactions to a similar story and both realistic uh, in their own way. Um, okay. They both love to sing. Rapunzel, because she's in a Disney movie, you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and Cress, because she just loves to sing. But I, I love that element because that is a Rapunzel trait that she likes to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, they both sort of rescue the male protagonist as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is so cool. So cool. Yes. Let our girl yeah. be more than just showing up at the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, let her have like her own active contribution t- to the stories. Yeah. And I just love so much that they both have like their own band of misfits. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love so much the the like biker crew version of these like 
ruffians. Yes, I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't I can't read the word ruffians without hearing ruffians in that <laughs> in that tonation. Yep, yep. <laughs> no, I totally agree. And um, you know, Cress's story out of you know, without talking too far ahead of uh, into the next couple of books that you're you're going to cover in there. Um, Cress's story was probably the one that I, it was like the easiest for me to like self-insert into. Um, you know, there's a lot of like incredible things happening throughout the series and um, like lunar magic and like cyborgs and adventure and monsters and stuff. And Cress is just like a girl who's really good at the computer. <laughs> She doesn't have any powers. She doesn't have. She doesn't have anything special. She just, yeah. She's really good at the internet. She is me, one thousand percent. Hopeless romantic, always singing. When you know, hard on her sleeve, mm-hmm. wants everyone to be her friend, but like doesn't mm-hmm. really know how to do the whole social thing. Mm-hmm. Other than like being tech savvy, which I am not, Cress is one million percent my entire personality. Yeah. And I, I absolutely adore her. And I remember the first time I read this, I was like, I have never related more to a character in my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> even when she's like, oh, Chris, even when she's like struggling where she was like, well, me and Thorne don't really have anything, but it still hurts that he's acting like this, but I don't know what to do with it. And it's not fair for me to talk to him about it. I was like, oh, girl, I know. <laughs> I know. Like, I've been there. <laughs> been there. I have been there. Yes. I'm like, just go walk it off. <sighs> go, go find a friend to talk to. <laughs> You're going to be yeah, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. So her daydreams, I'm like, yup. Yeah. I think I've said before that I think Cress is, uh, like, Cress's calling is she's a writer and just doesn't know it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I could see her being a writer on, like, Grey's Anatomy or, like, a soap <laughs> opera or, or net drama or something. Yeah. Yeah. A net drama. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I could definitely see that. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about in the Cress Rapunzel crossover topic or just in general with Tangled? Um, did you I wanted to I wanted to see if you thought there were any other similar characters in the cast of characters. I mean, obviously Ooh. like Sybil Mira and Mother Gothel both loathsome horrible people, so that's an obvious one, yeah. right? Um, do, yeah, do you think there are any other good matchups there? I think that in a very opposite way, Gina and the thugs are similar. Like, we trust Gina. Mm -hmm. And then she ends up betraying us without a whole lot of evidence that she's going to. And then we we don't trust all these thugs because they're terrifying. And then they end up being these great, wonderful people. And I think that's a good contrast. You know, it shows us that our first impressions are not always going to be the ones that we stick with. They everybody always says that like first impressions mean everything. Well, they do, but first impressions people are putting on a show during a first impression. Right. Mhm. So, I think like the second impression, the third impression when they really start to let their true character show, that's when you know what you're dealing with. And you know, with with Gina, our first impression is that she's this helpful stranger, and then it turns out she's a lunar trafficker. Mm-hmm. With these thugs, our first impression is like ruffians, scary bad guys, and then it turns out that they're like just as human as the rest of us. They have dreams and goals and ambitions, and they're more than willing to help a damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Absolutely. What about you? Do you think there's any like comparison compare <laughs> character okay. similar okay. characters? <laughs> words. Words, words. are hard. <laughs> of all the things we chose to do with our time and words. <laughs> I told you I needed a nap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get you to that nap soon, don't worry. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was thinking, um, I feel like Maximus and Jason have like very similar energy. (laughs) They rub me the same way a little bit. They're so bossy. (laughs) They're so bossy and like, like single-minded. Um. Yeah. They're like, this is the job of a guard. Yeah. Period. Period. No, no, no matter what. Um, I think like if Pascal could talk, he would remind us of Ico. I think he has like that kind of Mm. vibe too. The best friend. The best friend, yeah. I love it every time Pascal's, like, changing his colors. I think that's so cute. Um, Who else? I think I had one other one. Oh, I also think, like, both the dads have, um, you know, they don't have very much screen time. Uh, Like, Dr. Erlen and and Rapunzel's dad. But they pack a punch. They they really have, like, this really great emotional beat to both of them. Um, They both made me cry. They both, yeah. 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 They both touched yeah. you right there, yeah. They do. And I don't know if anybody else has noticed this. Go back and watch it. The king and queen have literally no dialogue whatsoever throughout the entire film. Not a yep. single word. Yep. But you totally and understand yet, them. <laughs> I totally understand their character. Uh, I think they have great character development. Like I said, they make me cry. Yeah. Um the end when they are like hugging and they just are so overwhelmed that they like fall to the ground and then the mom pulls Flynn in and she's just like so full of joy. It's extremely sweet. Yeah. I do think like this, this time watching, cause I closely watched it, which I usually just watch it for fun. Um, was the first time I was like, how did Rapunzel prove that she was Rapunzel? (laughs) They just saw her and they were like, yep, that's our girl. (laughs) Last time they saw her, she was blonde. (laughs) Well, I mean, when Dr. Erlon saw Cress, he was like, uh... Yeah, he blink, at least had a DNA blink, test. Blink, so. blink, <laughs> blink, shake your head. This is an illusion. This is, True. this is your lunar disease playing tricks on you. And then it turned out it really was his daughter. So maybe yeah. there was enough physical similarities that they were like... She does look a lot like her, her mom. So that helps. Yeah. And you know what? The guard was the one that told them. Maybe they did like a blood test just in case or something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she maybe had the time to explain to the guard like what happened to her hair. Look, I have the crown. You can look at me and then look at the draw the picture of me when I was three years old. Like I can show you the tower I was trapped in. <laughs> all the hair that's there. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. True story. It's just such a lovely such a lovely story. It it genuinely, like I said, it's my happy place. If I need a cheering up, I'm watching Tangled or Tangled yeah. the series, you know, or yeah. listening to the music or mm-hmm. talking to my friends about it. <laughs> <laughs> or just in general, thinking about it throughout the day. <laughs> it's such a good story. And like I said, I just love that Rapunzel is this like full-fledged Disney female protagonist with like yeah. goals and ambitions of her own that don't involve like, like I said, rescuing her father or 
going to a ball or meeting a prince or yeah getting her voice back so she can marry this human prince that she found on the beach one day so obviously they're in love like <laughs> i feel yeah. like not that i don't love those movies Come absolutely on. the snow white thing she met him like once when she was singing and then that was her true love like what yeah. is that yeah um but like i just feel like rapunzel has such a story arc and i feel like disney is doing that more and more and more tangled moana it's like we get genuine brave um frozen like we get genuine female protagonists with stories and ambitions of their own and maybe a prince shows up and they fall in love but maybe they don't and that's okay yeah yeah like in frozen someone was finally like you can't marry someone you just met right and everybody heaved a huge sigh of relief and said thank you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i just i love tangled i think it's it's one of the best that disney has put out recently um i think it yeah like you said it ticks all the boxes it's a great adventure it has beautiful animation it's great voice acting um the characters are the characters cartoons are- and yet they still have like perfect chemistry absolutely like yeah. i'm sorry to your significant others but mandy moore and Zachary Levi, like, why are y'all not married? <laughs> like, it's cartoon characters. How do I? How do they have that much chemistry? It's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. By the end of the movie, you're like, they have to get together, or I am not gonna be okay. Well, and on top of that, they feel like friends uh, too. Mm-hmm. They feel like they really care about each other. And they almost uh, start out as like enemies to yeah. friends to friends to lovers. Yeah. Yeah. They have this great like bickering and like this great like bickering going on in the beginning. And Flynn is just trying to trick her into going back to her tower, which is great. Crush her soul like a grape. <laughs> <laughs> I love Flynn's energy throughout the whole movie. He's just I know. Like, <laughs> so funny. You know, I, I find him very amusing. And one of the most touching moments, I think, is when they're on the boat and she's like, here, you can have the crown. And he's like, I don't care about the crown. Yeah. 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 It's real good. It's It's real good, guys. You should go watch Tangled. (laughs) I already want to watch it again. I I will probably go and finish the series. I started after um, I watched it to do this episode. And I was like, you know what? I need more Tangled. (laughs) You know what? It's actually really good. Yeah, a lot I've enjoyed of it so Disney far. spinoffs are like strange and mm-hmm. don't really make a lot of sense mm-hmm. and are like just one random episode about this tiny plot and another random episode about this tiny plot. This is like an actual series yeah. uh, with multiple character arcs and uh, a plot that carries over all three seasons and tells a complete story Mm -hmm. uh with lots of like mystery and intrigue and fun along the way and Mm -hmm. i absolutely adore it and i love what they did with the the story and the plot they were like you know tangled is over okay but if you want more we wrote more yeah i'm gonna go there's more information they explain the drop of golden sun they explain mother gothel's backstory they uh Mm. explain what the king and queen were doing while they were desperately waiting for rapunzel they explain certain things from flynn's childhood and from rapunzel's childhood and you even get to see the ruffians again like oh i just love it i love it i'm looking forward to it i am like two i watched the the tv movie that's kind of the bridge between the the this movie and then the 
the TV series. So I've watched mm-hmm. that. And then I watched, I think, two or three episodes into – because I was like, how did she get her hair back? Right? But they explain it in a <laughs> really great way. That was my first thing. I was like, okay, this is going to be a horrible series. It already starts off with her hair back, and that yep. makes no sense. Like, yep. And then they explain it, and I'm like, dude, good good job. And it's it's like a nice little mystery, <laughs> and I can't wait to find out what's actually happening. I think they do a great job of explaining it, too, because it's not just like, well, obviously we need her to look like Rapunzel, so here's her hair. They were like, we'll yeah. come up with something legit – that's actually entertaining and mm-hmm. and thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Any final thoughts to share about Tangled? Um, I don't think so. But thank you for bringing me on here to talk about a fantastic movie. And you know, I'm I'm a big sucker for all all fairy tales and all fairy tale retellings. And even though there's not much to Rapunzel, I weirdly love it, and I absolutely love Tangled. Me and you should do a Patreon bonus episode where we just gush about fairy tales for like an hour and a half. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we will yeah. set that up at some point because that okay, would be good. awesome. <laughs> so let's take a moment and talk about Adaptive for your Viewing Pod. I know you've been on multiple times, but just in case this is someone's first episode, <laughs> um, where what is Adapted for your Viewing Pod? Uh, when do episodes come out and where can people find you? Yeah, Uh this is a podcast that I do with my brother. Um, we we come we come from a big family, and uh, we are the two who always want to talk and talk forever about what we're watching and reading. And um, so, when I moved away, when I moved out of state, we decided to do a podcast together. Where we do that together, so we talk about. Um, movies that have been based off of books. We read the book and watch the movie and do kind of a comparison on them. And uh, typically we come out with episodes every other Thursday. Um, And then we'll do like a mini episode where we just want to talk about uh, something, something new that's come out. Like we talked about the Mandalorian. We reviewed Wonder Woman. We did um, all sorts of like, just when something new comes out (laughs) and then we want to force the other person to talk about it. We do a quick episode about it so we can talk about it with everybody. Um, we, uh, where can you find us? We are everywhere. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere. Everywhere that you can get a podcast, we're there. We are adapted for your viewing podcast. Uh, and you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, but we're mostly on Instagram. So if you actually want to interact with us, that's where we are. <laughs> I'm mostly on Instagram. I feel like everybody is mostly on Instagram. It's just like the most fun and easy platform. It really is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So big thank you for coming. As always, I absolutely adore when I get to talk to you about Disney movies and just gush about things that we love. (laughs) Um, Listeners, please keep listening, keep reading, uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Please visit the website. Visit Patreon if you can't support on. Remember that Patreon is like a dollar a month and you get all the same perks. So it's super cheap. Um, And then if you can't join Patreon, but you still want to join the podcast, you can jump on over to coffee and leave like a one time tip. Um, And if you have no money and you just want to support the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, follow, send me an email that says like hey I love your podcast those always make me super happy mm-hmm. um, I, I don't want to say don't get glamored what should we say <laughs> um 
which don't judge ruffians by their character or by their appearance by their hooks (laughs) by their don't judge people by their hooks yeah (laughs) (laughs) what would rapunzel say as her advice to someone um that's a great question um yeah, probably something peppy and inspiring, but I can't think like of it. do everything with a smile. Yeah, yeah. She'd probably sing about it for us. <laughs> <laughs> Which would definitely work. It would definitely put me in a good mood. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I hope you have a wonderful, fantastic day, and I hope to talk to you soon. Thanks, Bethany. Thanks again for having me on, and I hope you really enjoy Thank that you. nap later. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Well... You can imagine what happened next. The kingdom rejoiced, for the lost princess had returned. The party lasted an entire week, and honestly, I don't remember most of it. Dreams came true all over the place. That guy went on to become the most famous concert pianist in the world, if you can believe it. And this guy, he eventually found true love. As for this guy, well, I assume he's happy. He's never told me otherwise. Thanks to Maximus, crime in the kingdom disappeared almost overnight. As did most of the apples. Pascal never changed. At last, Rapunzel was home, and she finally had a real family. She was a princess worth waiting for. Beloved by all, she led her kingdom with all the grace and wisdom that her parents did before her. And as for me, well, I started going by Eugene again. Stopped thieving and basically turned it all around. But I know what the big question is. (laughs) Did Rapunzel and I ever get married? Well, I'm pleased to tell you that after years and years of asking, 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 I finally said yes. Eugene. All right. I asked her. And we're living happily ever after. Yes, we are. The clips you heard today were from the Disney film production of Tangled. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Amanda Elegant from Adapted for Your Viewing podcast. The intro-outro music was composed by Emma Pavo, and the logo art was created by Angela Wong. Thank you for listening.